In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by another Happy Studios. Witches wreaking havoc around Elizabethan London. This is the Shakespeare Code. What did I say? No. I gave you one rule before we started recording. I explicitly said, do not dance because it is so distracting. I only started dancing once your little speech bit was out of the way. And also, it was no way near the levels of like bouffantness my dances have reached in the past. Look, both of these are true, <laughs> but I still said no dancing. Then I'm and starting to think it's dance. a me problem, Nathan, and not just it a distraction. Is. Hello everyone, welcome to Still Got Legs, the only Doctor Who podcast in the world I've checked. Don't go looking for any others. Um, my name is Nathan, I literally just said that, and I'm joined by Lawrence, who is my co-host. Hello. Hello, hello, how are you? I am okay. <laughs> you seem sleepy. <laughs> I, I'm always sleepy. I'm also, I'm also in a bit of a mood, because I ordered Uber Eats, and like it was on its way, and then halfway through, the guy calls me... And it was like, oh, the road's closed. I can't get to you. I'll have to cancel the order. I'm like, you are fully just eating my Taco Bell right yeah, now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm like, great, cool. I guess I'm not having dinner tonight then. So, so. Is, is there only one road that leads to you? Apparently, yes. <laughs> Apparently, there was no way around it. <laughs> it was totally unavoidable. So if you were uh, out, you'd be pretty screwed then, getting home. I'm cut off from society, apparently. So, <laughs> so there currently we go. being held at arm's length from us and his sand. What What do you order? I ordered a Taco Bell. Oh, yes, um, So So I've not had any dinner, so I'm grumpy. <laughs> that, that's not so. fair enough. I'd be pretty annoyed, because you go through the hassle of, like, what do I want to order? Then it's, where shall I order from? What shall I get from there? Pay for it. Wait for a bit. And then, yeah, it's like it's like being in the middle of cooking a dinner and then someone comes in and just turns the hob off and throws the pan at the wall. 
That would be pretty annoying. Yeah. I feel for you. I'm sorry that happened, Nathan, but hopefully some good old Doctor Who will cheer you up. <laughs> Your favourite episode, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, so this is Series 3, Episode 2 uh, of Doctor Who, The Shakespeare Code written by Gareth Roberts, directed by Charles Palmer, returning from last week. Uh, here we go. This is the same writer as last week? The same director as last week. I see. Hmm. The last week was written by Russell T. Davies. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Where to begin with this one? Our stomping ground? I guess. Nathan and I went to uni about five minutes down the road from where this is set, which is not massive because it's just London, central London. <laughs> yeah, that, that could that could be anything. Yeah, look, it's 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 um, boring. <laughs> it's not great, is it? It's. Do you know what? It, I think it's just after last week. It's a bit of a wet fart in terms of. Do you remember? I think it was probably during series one. I was talking about. There's always uh, what I find those like. After the first episode of a series, there's always that second or third episode lull. Yeah. Just that little, ah, this one's a bit... We've already hooked them with the opener. Let's have a bit of a shit one this week. Yeah. Um, Save all the good like, concepts and drafts for like week yeah. five and onwards. Yeah. yeah, it's usually an episode set in the past, and it's just usually a little bit dull. And uh, this is this is very much in that vein. This I is feel. this season's the Unquiet Dead, isn't it? Yes, it is. Did season it two is. have one? Did season two have a shit one? You so potentially they would have thought that Tooth and Claw would have been that, but it actually turned out to be an all-time banger. Yeah, um, by pure accident. Um, well, that's not fair. Um, but but yeah, <laughs> but by pure accident. Some talent along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Talented writers and performers and everything. But, you know, still. I I know what you're saying, though, because this one is, like... I don't know, it feels feels like a retread of The Unquiet Dead in the sense of, like, you take a companion on their second trip, it's in the past, and blah, blah, blah. And it's... I don't know, I, like... I feel like this... Especially as two people, like, who know London, this could be great. This, like, the concepts and the ideas... Could be well, we know, really good, but then but then we just know not. London. We know modern London. We don't know London fifteen ninety nine. No, but like Lord. we're 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 a, we're a couple of we used to do an acting course, right? We're familiar with some Shakespeare, and like this could have been a bit of a jolly fun. We've been to the Globe Theatre. I have. Have you ever? What did you see? Um, I think I saw Romeo and Juliet there, and Hamlet. Maybe uh, I saw Macbeth. Boring. Someone from the Bill was in it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Tell you what, if you ever go see a show at the Globe, it can be fun because it's like, oh, the Globe or whatever, and it, you can get like pretty cheap tickets if you like do the standing thing. But don't, no, because like after a while you're just like, fuck me, I want to sit down. Yeah. Like, and like yeah. you're shoulder to shoulder with other people who also want to sit down, <laughs> so you're all kind of swaying and leaning and. And it's not like it's a concert because like a concert's <laughs> different. If you like stood at a concert, you're like. It's a concert. You're like, yeah. you're, you're energized. You're like, yeah, let's do this. But uh, uh, like a play, you're like, oh, fuck, I could really just do like a little, 
Just a little quick fifteen minute nap right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's worse as well because like where it's where the globe like as this episode does even explore, like it's it's in the round. So everywhere you look, there's someone having a better time than you sat down. Yeah. 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 It's not ideal. No, not particularly. Um so we've got a cold open. Um little uh, we do. I my first note is um Bro has that fifteen ninety nine Riz. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> He's playing his little, he's like a little would-be Romeo type, yeah, playing his instrument. The lute, I believe it is. He's playing the lute. He's, uh, he's having he's having a good sing-along. And uh, this this young lady, this um, this woman he's attempting to court, as it were. Mm. Um, my God, is she horny for this song. Like, oh, yeah. they, they're both immediately so horny together. So. It's true. He, he practically stares down the lens and goes, Tonight's the night! Well, he he plays his song and then she's like, "Yeah, let's fuck, let's do it. Come yeah. upstairs, we'll consummate. Well, let's let's do this." And he's like, "Oh boy, yes, am I in for this?" I knew it was a good idea to bring my loot with me. <laughs> yeah, and then he walks into her flat or whatever. And he's like, "Fuck me, this place is messy. What's going on here?" What was? Can you call it like a flat? Well, like is, that's a modern thing, surely, like a flat. What do you, what do you want me to call it? Like I don't know. What's the right word? Because it doesn't... her homestead. Homestead feels better than flat. Homestead feels too big. That's true. Yeah. It feels Homestead like, feels like a ranch or something. Like, like a stately a, manor. Yeah. Well. What? Uh, feels more posh. Yeah. A home. Home. Know. Yeah. He says it. He says something along the lines of like, this is surely not somewhere that someone like you can live. A dwelling. A dwe- That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What what is it? What is what do witches actually call their home? What would they call it? Get back to the cauldron. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, would they, would they got just a home? Wouldn't they? I guess so. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. What is it? What is this? What are you trying to figure out here? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Um, but yeah, Lilith's home is gross. Um, yes. But she introduces uh, sh- her mums. She does. Uh, she's got two mums. I realised uh, that this witch has two mothers, so I fully support these lesbian witches mm-hmm. and their daughter trying to take over uh, Elizabethan London. That's yeah. Why not? Why not? Mother Doomfinger and Mother Bloodtide. Good on them. Uh, yeah. Did, I, is that their names? Didn't pick up on that. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you? She says it. No. She reads their names out about eighty times in this episode. <laughs> no, could not. Did not pick it up at all. Uh, I did notice though that she just unironically stares down the barrel of the camera and then just tells us her whole plan and, so, and then cackles like a like a witch just to just to let you know what you're in for. Really, <laughs> top ten weirdest fucking moments so far. Like it's just yeah, yeah it is just they're eating someone and then she's oh. like, while you're eating this guy, I'm gonna tell the Doctor Who audience <laughs> what's yeah. going on. <laughs> Um, but yeah, very strange. Um, but then we cut back to like a, a bit more of a familiar setting. We're with the Doctor and Martha. Um, if we remember from last week, the Doctor is kind of... This is direct continuation. The Doctor's a little bit more... Like, he was a bit miffed. I don't know, what's the word? He was very adamant that this wasn't a regular situation. He's hesitant to take on a new companion. Yeah. Yeah, so he's saying Martha... Because she, she did well. She performed admirably uh, in the hospital during the Smith & Jones escapade. Uh, let's, let's give her one trip. Um, kind of as a reward. A bit of fun. See what happens. And then off you go back home. Where? 
This I wouldn't want to go here. Nah, it'd be boring. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> one you get one trip and it's wasted on fucking Elizabethan London. Dead man. I'll be like, oh wow, it's where I went to uni, but even somehow <laughs> even more shit. <laughs> yeah, somehow a lot more gross. Yeah, I mean, literally, she steps out the TARDIS and someone just almost flings a bucket of poo on her head. Yeah. Very, yeah. Um, yeah. I, where would you go? I wouldn't, not here. Um, I, I'd want to say somewhere in the future. Like, I don't know. Let's say, the trouble is you don't want to go too far so then, like, nothing's, like, recognisable and mm. stuff. Like, you want to see how things have changed. So I would say a good... Uh, 150 to 200 years, I'd say. Really, let's, that far? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's see let's see how things have progressed. Um, I'll just like download all the new Star Wars movies and then just go back home. <laughs> well, Martha tries to sneak off with a secret Shakespeare play, doesn't she, and flog it? Yeah, fair play to her. The Doctor's not supportive. I think that's fine. I'd do that. Yeah, I think it's fine. Well, he's not worse shit. He's... Hang on. Didn't we fucking criticise Adam for doing trying to do the exact same thing? We're like, no, what a, what it's an different. Idiot. No, no, I won't have this. I won't have this. Adam was... He was doing some shit about microchips. So Adam's different, all right? I don't know how yet, but he is. Right. Not having this Adam revisionist history going on. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. Um, I've got a little note that says the doctor's like us in that he uh, failed his driving test, but then I realised neither of us had ever attempted to take one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Thanks for putting that out there. <laughs> uh, I was culpable too. I, I smeared my own good name too. Great. Yeah. I, a 29-year-old man... Do not have a full. I have a provisional license, but I do not have a full valid driver's license. <laughs> or failures um, wheel. What does a TARDIS test look like? Like a driving test. What are you talking about right now? I'm, I'm just. But well, this is law. This is new established law for us. What's the law? The law is that the time lords would have had to have taken a driving test to, and passed to fly a TARDIS. The Doctor failed. Well, you see, tar TARDIS is TARDIS. Tardis, I, I believe. Tardis. No, it's not that. <laughs> um, I think it might just be Tardis. Um, but a Tardis is designed to be piloted by like six or seven people at once. Yeah. So, like, how would that work? Surely it would have to be some sort of group test, and you'd have to like fly it with like a squad or whatever. Maybe everyone gets their like their position. Like you're on you're on the wheel that goes ding or whatever. Yeah. You're the wheel. You're there. on this piece of broken shit in that little crevice or <laughs> yeah, whatever you're, you're on you're on the miscellaneous bbc artifacts <laughs> scrolled yeah. across the thing you're you're typing on this little keyboard which isn't plugged into anything <laughs> yeah and your your job is to look at the monitor and go hmm <laughs> <laughs> Great. um yeah but he failed uh so yeah um i like that i like that every now and again you get a little a little nugget of gallifreyan insight um but yeah, so what, what happens? What, 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 where do we go? I'll tell you what happens, Lawrence. Um, something that's never never quite... Oh, every time I watch this episode, something that always just feels off is the way Ten just brushes off Martha's worry about like racism and being taken away as a slave and stuff. Like I feel like she has a very valid point in in bringing that up. She, she knows about history. She knows uh, about black history and what people... 
uh, of her race have been through and that type of stuff. So I feel like that's a very valid worry to suddenly find yourself back in time. And he's just like, uh, what? What? Why? Why would that be? I've never had an issue with that. Yeah. So like, why? Oh, you've never had an issue, have you? You, you who've been white for oh, ever. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, forever, yeah. You have had the, the privilege of being several white men. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, it felt so patronising, really. Did, yeah. it, it just really felt like Martha's foolish to be worried about racism. It just felt like, silly Martha, no, it's not as bad as you think. It's, it's all fine. That This is one of the, the points of the episode that kind of grates me, because this is... This episode is obsessed with being like Martha doesn't know everything, yeah, and it's it's kind of gross. Like there's there's parts of it where like it, it what you're saying about like she brings up the point of like hey it's kind of dangerous for me to be here though, and the doctor the doctor like sums it up by being like this world's not too different from the world you know, and he looks around and it's just several shots of the world looking completely <laughs> different from the world we know. Yeah, but the, but some guys like the fire will gobble us up or whatever, and the doctor's like see global warming presumably giving that man nightmares for the rest of his life. <laughs> oh, there's a guy shoveling horse shit into a bucket. See, they got recycling. It's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Silly me. Yeah, that's what I think when I take out like a poo bag for my dog on a walk. I'm like, I'm recycling. Right yeah. <laughs> Silly now, old Martha. Do you, do you find that this, this episode is weirdly obsessed with bringing up Martha's race as well? It is brought up a lot. About three like, times in 45 uh, minutes. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know. It's strange. <laughs> it is strange. I mean, you can... like Yeah, you can bring up her race and talk about it, but just the way it's brought up, it's just like... Oh, I don't want to be a slave. Shut up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And then Oh, who's this hot, sexy black lady? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now we're just fetishizing Martha, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's, like, it, it's it's fine when, like, Martha as a character, like, has those concerns. Because that's just interesting writing. Yes. Like, you, you would, like, it's a, a, a black person traveling back in time would have a different perspective and immediate opinion to Rose going back in time, for example. Of course, yeah. So, like, it's more interesting, but then, yeah, but then when it is basically just, like, an extended five-minute sequence of Shakespeare being like, ah, and I think he says something along the lines of, like, my my dark queen or something towards the end. And it's like... Oh, I don't know. He calls her a queen of Africa at one point. Yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> that's no good. That's just fucking grim, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, no good. Um, I I will say this that kind of stuff is handled better down the line, mm. um, uh, a lot better. Um, but but yeah, for for this era, it's just kind of like, I I want to say of the era, but even for for two thousand seven, it still feels a bit like, come on. I think <laughs> I know? think they walked. Smith and Jones was excellent, and I think they walked back a step. Yes, yeah, I, think, I do too. I think they were terrified of having the first black companion be too competent that in the second one they went let's course correct that a bit she doesn't know everything and she has all these silly concerns and yeah it's overall not great mm. and this is this is one of the in my i know it gets worse as it goes on but like the one two punch of smith and jones being as good as it was and then this being like oh martha's now just wants to kiss the doctor and is scared about silly things yeah seems yeah seems a bit weird um speaking of seeming a bit weird um, Shakespeare is in this. 
Um, yes, he is. The doctor tells Martha as they go into the the play. I think he. I think. I think this is before that. Um, but he tells her, "Oh, you can tell everyone you saw you saw Shakespeare." And then Martha just says, "And then I can get sectioned," which was just very funny. <laughs> yeah, just a great little line from Martha. There, good delivery from yeah. uh, Freema. Just more more ten. Just having no concept of like you can't go around talking about this kind of stuff, man. Like you, <laughs> yeah. Similar to in Shakespeare's day, if you go around talking about witches, you're just gonna get locked up to a degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, potentially. Uh, yeah, so Shakespeare is here. Um, it's pretty hot. <laughs> He's a proper himbo, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, they made Shakespeare hot. They like saw that portrait of the weird balding old man and they were like, no, let's have someone hot. Let's just let's just ignore that completely. <laughs> yeah. Um it, I don't know, like um part of me is like I like the subversion of him being like just kind of a regular bloke. Yeah. But then uh, the other part of me is like he seems he doesn't seem like Shakespeare in any way. Like, like when what he... would you expect from a Shakespeare? Some weird sort of. Oh, I love reading. I love oh, no, but... to be or not to be. Uh, men and plays. <laughs> no, there's, but there's there's a middle ground, isn't there? <clears throat> what was what's the middle ground? Give me your perfect Shakespeare. My perfect Shakespeare is probably less handsome. Um, All right. And definitely less like horny, and All right. maybe maybe a bit more whimsy in his day to day speech, and how he how he kind of conducts himself rather than just on on the stage. He's like, "Well, do I compare thee?" And he's all these all these fanciful words, and he gets hailed as the greatest writer that ever lived, and blah 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 by everyone he meets. And then like yeah. just walking around, he's like, "You know loads, Doctor, don't you?" <laughs> Isn't that kind of the point though? Because like the doctor, like when he when he walks on stage for the first time, the doctor's like, "Oh, he's such a genius! He always chooses just the best words, the most poetic, well crafted words to speak, and this is only how he ever talks." And then it's just such a shut your big fat mouths, just a big subversion of expectations, sort of thing. Yeah, isn't that kind of the point? They're like, "Oh, he's he's not, you know, he's not all what you think he is." I see that. And I yeah no I I get I get that, but I don't know I just think he he seems modern he seems too out of place and a bit modern. Ah uh, yeah yeah I I think I was just you know, a bit of Doctor Who fun really though. Um I I I remember to tweet out this week if anyone had any thoughts um on on the episode and you mentioned there that he's a little bit horny um, yeah and. Uh, and people agree with you because uh, Greg Cactusface, uh, actually Cactusface on Twitter, wrote in and said, is Shakespeare the horniest person so far in Doctor Who? Now, look, he's pretty horny. <laughs> I don't know if he's the hor- We've had some real fucking horn dogs on this show so far, man. Yeah. Uh, first one that comes to mind, Jack. Yeah, Captain he, Jack, yeah. Yeah, he's... He, I mean, like, I don't know if anyone could ever take his crown of the horniest... Half of his character uh, is show. horny. Yes. Um, who else has been horny? Elton's pretty horny. Jackie. Jackie is horny in season one. Jackie is very... She's always horny. That's true, I yeah. think. Yeah, Jackie is very horny. And so is El- Elton. Well, yeah, Elton. Ah, yeah, he's a bit horny. And so is the absorber. To do off. what Elton does, yeah. you have to be very horny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's not get... Look... 
Shakespeare is very horny. I will give you this great cactus face. I don't know if he's the horniest person so far, but but he is. He's he's pretty up there. Yeah. Like as soon as he sees Martha, he's like, Nonny, Nonny, here we bloody go, boys. Top ten the most horrific dialogue <laughs> I've ever heard. Well you're you're criticizing Shakespeare himself, are you? If he's gonna act like this, then yes. Um, right. No, yeah, I think he's. I don't think he's the most horny, but he certainly is horny. Yes, and to an to an inexcusable degree. Um, but yeah, I. <laughs> I guess I've got to think when the Doctor and Martha meet Shakespeare. Um, we spoke last week about how like ten just really like is so blasé about like oh, I've got two hearts. Look at me. I'm not. I'm not a human. Yeah, and this week he just like when he did when he said John Smith. At least that was like a pseudonym. At least it was an attempt. And this week he's just like I'm Doctor of Tardis. Hello. <laughs> did he do, did he not do the the same thing with the Queen? Did uh, he not? Uh, in two for now, he, was he not Sir Doctor of Tardis? Was he Sir Doctor of Tardis? I've definitely heard Sir Doctor of Tardis before, but I don't know if I'm thinking ahead. I might be thinking ahead. But I've definitely heard Sir Doctor of Tardis before. Does she, no, no, she because knights him Doctor yeah, of Tardis? Yeah, she does. Yeah, she knights him Sir Doctor of Tardis and Dame Rose of the Powerless State. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're wrong. There we go. That's fine. <laughs> well, then, now, actually, has that happened yet? I don't know history it, that well. No, no, that's after this. So there we yeah. go then. So technically I'm right in, in one way or another. <laughs> but in his <laughs> timeline... It has happened. I see your point, but I raise you that we live a linear timeline. So. Yeah, but the doctor does it. <laughs> yeah, but and we're talking about the doctor. In, in the only way I could know, I'm right. Okay, well, I feel like I'm cheating. It's true. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> we get another little moment of like, um, like into the now, Martha, you know, trying to trying to fit in, get down with the local lingo and stuff, and be like, ah, oh, forsooth, egads, and all this sort of stuff. And then the doctor's just like, ah, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that, don't do that. A sort good, of thing again. a good, don't do that delivery from Tennant again. Yeah, he loves these scenes. Um, good stuff. <laughs> he also hates starting from scratch. So like, I, I think that's quite a fun moment because like, it, I mean, <laughs> I know it's a, I know it's like a kind of like a little meta fun of like. The audience know this because they've watched season one and two, so yeah. let's just breeze past this. But I also think it like it definitely plays into Ten's character a little bit. He's like, oh, Rose knew all of this kind of shit, like fucking hell. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I like I like that little moment. I think Te- I think Tennant's really good in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He pissed me off at times, but we'll talk about it. Oh, but... yeah, right, yeah, but that's his that's his writing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> you really don't like this one, do you? No, <laughs> there's a lot. It's a big co- It's there's, it's no one thing. It's yeah. like a, just a big cocktail of of things that all swarm together just to make a just a not great episode. What, really. what if we put some interesting concepts into a cocktail shaker? And then at the very last minute, before pouring it to the glass, we just threw in some sexism and racism in there as well. Yeah, and some references that in 20 years we can look back on and just <laughs> be like, oh! <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah, that's that's not 
well aged, is it? <laughs> no, no, it is not. Um, yeah, my next note here is just a queen of Afric and then just gross. Um, yep. So, yeah, Shakespeare immediately. Again, laying on that 1599 Riz. He, again, very horny. He has a wife, apparently, but he's like, he's he's maybe he's sleeping with the woman who runs this pub or whatever it is. And then apparently, like she says, she's going to give him a special treat at one point. Yeah. Like a, a blowjob, I imagine. I, but I guess, but. I think that's the first time the word blowjob has been said on Stoke. Didn't sit right with me, I'll be honest. Ignore <laughs> me, I might be. <laughs> I don't know if I liked hearing it. No, me neither. It felt wrong. Even when I was saying it, I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. That's not something you can even say like in the moment either. Like You can't. No, you got to think about that. That's not a good word. No, it's not. What would you call it in 1599 or whatever years? <laughs> a gobby. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I know that's getting beat. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. No, I reckon I might keep it. <laughs> oh, one awful thing to say. I like to think we're quite, like, we have a bit of fun, but we're sometimes quite, like, we're articulate in the points. We try and bring a bit of somewhat class to this but that was one of those moments where like even before you finished saying it my answer was ready it was it had popped into my head and i just couldn't resist that's fair enough that's fair enough (laughs) but yeah so he's he's definitely like like he might be he he's definitely trying to sleep with martha he's not being cavalier about that at all yes he's definitely he's definitely doing something with the person who owns his like the inn that he stays in or frequents yeah. the elephant. Oh, that might be orange. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's a challenge for the listeners: take all these little references and try to figure out where we went to uni. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, two Google searches and you're there. <laughs> they find out that the play um, "Love's Labour's Lost" is gonna. It ends abruptly, and and they're like, "Well, they don't. We don't find that out." That's like. That's just a thing. Oh, no, that's just a thing, yeah. But like, yeah, it's not like a big revelation. (laughs) What? It what? It ends? How? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But but anyway, so the actors are quite surprised that um, after they don't know this, but he's been taking control a little bit by a carrier knight, and the idea to put on the sequel to the play, which he calls um, "Love's Labour's One," is has to be done the next day, and that's obviously because they need the plot needs um, that to happen. Um, yes. So anyway, the doctor and Martha go to investigate that a little bit because the doctor's like, maybe there's something going on here. Um, you know, it was going to be a quick trip, but I suppose we can check this out because he can't resist. He can never resist a, a little intriguing mystery. Yes. Um, he goes there and then seemingly things are resolved because a guy comes and he's like, I'm the play police and you can't put on the play <laughs> because you didn't tell me about the play. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just quickly, the the whole. I I definitely did my research and didn't just look this up on Wikipedia right now. Mm. Um, but the whole loves labors one thing is actually real. That's actually, um, true. It is a lost play attributed to Shakespeare. Uh, all we know is that it was written sometime between fifteen ninety eight and published before sixteen oh three, which 
fit to the timeline of this episode. Uh, no copies are known to have survived, and so scholars dispute whether it is a true lost work, possibly a sequel to Love's Labour's Lost, as the title suggests. So there you go. I figured it had to be. Like, it was too weird of a thing to write in for it to not be, like, something. Ah, nah. They can. I feel like they can just make shit up all the time. It's true. Yeah, they can do. I mean, they have done, so. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Why not just make a new Shakespeare play up? Yeah. Um, But yeah, the play. Uh So the play police, um, he's like, Oi, you're not going to ever put this play on, mate. And I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll see you in court or whatever the fuck. And then he leaves. And obviously. That... A hearty retelling of it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the carrion, that's going to interrupt the carrionite's plans. So Lilith... Again, more horniness afoot. Because yeah. she's like she's like coming on to him. And he's like, get out of here, you foul wench. I'll be back for you yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> and the hushed tones. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of that. And it's like, nothing can interrupt this man's quest to tear down Shakespeare, who is dared to <laughs> dispute his weird rules about... Is that a fucking thing? Like, what is that? I don't know. What's yeah. his job? He's the play please, Lawrence. No one can do a play without him knowing it. <laughs> Shakespeare announces it's it's happening on stage. He's like, Nino, Nino, no one told me about this. Hang on. Look. <laughs> it's like the play mafia. Like nothing goes down in his town without someone <laughs> without him like getting a cut of the action or whatever. But you're like he's gonna be like the rest of us, because when we read Shakespeare now, unless you're clever, uh, I normally have the little books. I normally have the little uh, the little left-handed page that tells me what's actually being said. Not me. He doesn't have that, the play police. So he's just going to read it and be like, okay, I guess this is fine. Like, well, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with this, I suppose. <laughs> and like, True, yeah. what's their, what's their relationship in, in that, like, because he's had a mini, like so many other plays go on. So every time, is it this hostile? Like, show me the play. And he reads it. Well, no, like, I think on. it's only hostile because he's like, because it's like it's on tomorrow night. Oh, really. I see. Okay. Like, yeah, usually they'd have a bit of notice, and like it wasn't supposed to be tomorrow night. It was supposed to be next week, wasn't yeah. it? But the carrier night brought it forward. So like, so it's just like you're doing a play tomorrow. I wasn't told. And yeah, that's <laughs> he's it. like thanks. I'd imagine, I'd imagine Shakespeare normally would go through the proper routes and be I like, see. look, I'm doing Romeo and Juliet next week. Here's a script. <laughs> Love to see you there. <laughs> it's, I just, I just love the idea of this guy. Go, he doesn't abide by the proper channels and and process one time, and he's like, "Listen here, the most profitable playwright in England. I swear to God, I'm going to destroy <laughs> you and possibly my own industry in the process." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he was revered as the best during his time. Was he not? Really? Was he? Well, he was just. He was just one of them because there was quite a lot of playwrights and stuff, wasn't there? That's true. Yeah. It was just. It, for some reason like he's the one who has survived the longest but but yeah there was it was it was the entertainment of the day so so yeah there was that's true but but then again he was he was good i don't know he's fine and he like yeah he's all right he does the job <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah anyway um so the play police um i'll tell you what he definitely he, he devoted as much of his life to stopping the play as he could because he ain't alive for much no. longer yeah, he died for it. Bless him. Um, he drowns on land. Yeah, massive ill. <laughs> Great. No, but imagine drowning on land. 
I, yeah, it'd be pretty rough, I imagine. Drowning in general has always freaked me out. Like, that's the worst way to go, Yeah, I think. It's just... Painful to the end. Yeah, there's just nothing you can do about it. You just gotta, like, suffer until, for a couple of minutes, it's just knowing you're gonna die. Unless you can see somewhere where you can get air, you're just like, oh, well, I'm resigned to this, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Why did they stab him? If they were gonna drown him, why did they bother stabbing him in the heart at the end? Like nail in the coffin style, like he's done now. Good point, yeah. Don't know. Fine. Looks cool, I guess. <laughs> I think it was cooler when he was like choking out water. That was cool. Yeah, but like, I don't know, you're probably just like. Like, like the, the blow to the heart is like a, a good final, like, end it. Like, I feel like if he was mm. drowning it, it just like gone on for a bit and then it just, you know. Also, I suppose that like, there's, there's probably. You know, Martha's there. Modern medicine. They could have maybe found a way to help. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because we all know that drowning was famously cured. No, by, no. By 2005. No, but she might know some better techniques. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, drowning it was cured. But, we, we did it, boy. You know, that's not what I mean. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, I like the... Oh. I like the... We get a fun little line of, like... Um, you know, you tell you tell them you tell them this, and they'll panic and say it's witchcraft. And Martha says, "What is it then?" And he goes, "Oh, witchcraft." Yeah, that's a good little line. <sighs> it is good, yeah. Good delivery from Ten from David Tennant there. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you think that there was a moment where like Shakespeare becomes like the BBC Sherlock in his in his re- like Martha and the Doctor come back in, and suddenly Shakespeare's like. And you, Doctor, you're not from round these parts. And Martha, you want to give him a kiss, and I can see this. <laughs> uh, I feel like all throughout the episode, they're like, oh, Shakespeare's a genius, and Shakespeare knows everything, just because his plays are kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, okay, so, like, we have to make him the smartest cunt ever. I'm like, do you really? I'm like... What is this weird superpower you've given him? <laughs> like at the end, not to jump ahead, but he's like, "You're from, you're an alien from another world, and Martha's from the future." All right, how? Yeah, like what? <laughs> he's like, it doesn't take a genius to work out. I'm like, but Martha, like you, could, Martha could have been the alien. Like you don't know how do yeah. you, how do you know all? Of, have you seen Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's because he is on a TV show called Doctor Who. Yeah, and he's been written that way. Did like also um, was Shakespeare like? This is going to make me sound super ignorant, but I'm okay. I'm happy to give up <laughs> something that I should probably keep to myself. Uh, you studied drama. I studied drama. That doesn't. So you sh- that makes you this worse. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but like, is Shakespeare like a genius of his time, or did he just make up a lot of words? He did make up a lot of words. Yeah, that is an established fact. Yeah. Um, so I could be Shakespeare if I went around being like biggly wiggly. And <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> There's there's a difference. Um, there's a there's definitely. A difference. I'm not sure. Biggly Wiggly <laughs> would would cut through to the future generations. <laughs> you don't know this. It's true. I don't. I don't. God, when you, um, when you travel 200 years into the future, look me up. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will. And see my profitable estate. Died alone and afraid. <laughs> Saying Biggly Wiggly into the wool. <laughs> Saying something about Biggly Wiggly. I don't know. We didn't really take much notice of him, to be honest. <laughs> um, no, so with Shakespeare, look, I'm, I'm no expert by any means, but f- from what I understand, um, 
his his plays were well liked enough um at the time and like like i say they survived through the ages the whole sort of genius thing i don't know if that's ever real i think like his plays are good there's good writing in there and there are ideas which kind of challenge the time they're from like a lot of people will say like you know like he writes women characters great for the time which yeah yeah maybe um but not exactly barbie is it it's not great go it's not great go it's barbie feminist masterpieces as well and by and the no, way if you're um, interested in hearing more of those thoughts you can check out another happy pod at another happy pod on twitter threads and instagram thanks and bye great and also on the podcast feed where you can actually listen to it that's true yeah um not just on twitter <laughs> or x um oh, fucking hell, yeah. um, hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, what was I saying? Um, yeah, is he a genius? Who knows? According to uh, Doctor Who, yes. Mm. This whole, the, the, even the name of the episode, it, it very much reads like a Sherlock story, though, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Like the Sh- the Shakespeare Code, like that's a Sh- that's a Sherlock Holmes title right there. Also, it's a stretch. Like he wrote a play. It's not a code. It's not like. And at the end, he basically just like he wrote an entire play, and then at the end is just like, Rexus nineteen, and that's not a code. That's just words. <laughs> but what is a code other than words? Oh, who cares? Who I don't care. Do you? <laughs> No, what happens next? I'm bored of this bit. Yeah, fair. Um, so, the Doctor... Um, we can gloss over this or we can go into it, depending on how much you want to platform something like this. Um, <laughs> Great, okay. Another moment um, where the Doctor knows something from the future that is now actually in our past. Yep, no, take this away. Don't want to talk about this. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the, the, the thing later, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about this right now. That is fair. Um, well, this scene in general we can talk about because like it's the it's the oh there's only one bit the are oh, the the trope of every fanfic writer for decades mm. they all they all one one hotel room one bed oh no how will i platonically a, share a bed <laughs> what a tragedy oh no Look, we're both fully good. clothed and in <laughs> what oh, are no, we gonna do <laughs> Oh no! There's a rainstorm now. Our clothes are soaking wet. Oh, we just got. This. What do you mean? There's only one hotel room left, and we have to share. Fine, you woman on this plane who I had a disagreement with, and we were very angry with earlier. We'll share this room for tonight. 
but that's it. And there'll be no kissing. None. And there'll be absolutely no kissing. You won't wake up partially undressed and think, oh my god, what happened last night? Anyway, hit me up if you want my AO3 uh, account link, and I'll give you the good stuff. Lawrence has no idea what that means. <laughs> they know, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, the, the, so this is... I don't like this writing. This scene is bad. <laughs> um, first of all, all right, would you use that toothbrush? No. I certainly wouldn't. He just pulls... A, it's not wrapped or anything. He just pulls a dry toothbrush out of his pocket. And it's like, yeah, use that. And I'm like, oh, I, okay. I, I'm, I don't even put my toothbrush anywhere that isn't my bathroom without wrapping the top of it in a bit of toilet paper. I don't have a toothbrush yeah. holder. I should get one. I waste a lot of toilet paper transporting my toothbrush. Do you not have like a little cup on your sink or whatever? No. Well, what, what, what do you mean a little cup? What do you mean? Like we, I, we, I live alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no, just moment of. <laughs> Nathan, <Genuine>. whose toothbrush? <laughs> Genuine moment of um, self-awareness. <laughs> No, I have a little, just you know, like a little cup you put in your. Not like a, a cup. It's like a little toothbrush cup. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll put, put I'll, your, I'll put it in that. But like if I go, like in. if I go stay somewhere else and I want to take my toothbrush. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Do you know, I have like a little travel bag for like your toiletries and stuff. I do, but I don't want it touching a bunch of other stuff. All the bristles and such. Oh, mine's got a little pocket for the toothbrush. Oh no, mine. See, mine doesn't. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Fair. fair. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to still got toothbrush holders. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Don't be using that toothbrush, Martha. It's like. Yeah. It's even find it worse. Yeah. It's grim. Also, no one here, yeah. like she even said, it comes up later on in the episode, no one else is brushing their teeth, like, just own it. No, they're all grim. Um, right, so what else happens in the scene? So he gives her a terrible toothbrush, then they, they shuffle up on the bed. Yeah. Um, I do like that there is just, I get that it, it like, later on I'm not, I don't like it, but at first I do mm. like how, like, the doctor just does not see the one bed in any sexual context whatsoever. He's yeah. just like, you're going to stand there all fucking night, get on the bed. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not even a, a possibility of a thought to him. It's yeah. just simply, this is where we spend the night. So be it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, then it gets, then it gets stupid in its way of Martha being like, oh, one bed. What's gonna leaning in, in, leaning. Sorry, I turned into a DJ there. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> leaning in, uh, and the doctor's like. If only Rose was here. Rose. <laughs> well, the doctor leans in first. He's the one who turns over onto his side and like shuffles into her, and then Martha follows suit. Yeah. So he he does instigate the the leaning in, but then yes, he does then just ultimately kill the mood and just be like, "Oh, Rose, no, I wish Rose was here. Rose is so much better than you." <laughs> yeah, it, it, but it, that's the writer's way of being like. Rose is so much better than you. You <laughs> suck. Like you're not telling me anything I need to know. Rose would be telling <sighs> me what I need to know. I don't like it. I hate it so much. Yeah, it's not great. It's a bit gross. Oh, no, it's not. I really, I really don't like it. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you mood. what I do like. Go on. Then. I, this is a lie. I don't like it. I think it's silly and looks weird. Um, right. Is the carry? Uh, not. I keep saying the carry night. Lilith is the one of the only ones. That is like she's the one that's going around doing stuff. The other two like may as well be fucking animatronics because they don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lilith goes over to Shakespeare and is like, "Let's plant the seed. Let's, you know, he's fine. He's finishing the draft for um, 
uh, for the play that he needs to perform tomorrow and needs to give the actors in the morning. Yeah. Uh, she possesses him so that he writes the weird fucking words. Um, and it, possessed Shakespeare does a silly, goofy face. For... <laughs> does he? Yeah. Did, did you not catch it like a weird, like, pretend you're possessed acting school face? Uh, eyes slightly out of focus. Yeah, like and yeah. For 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 audio listeners, if you haven't seen the episode and you're just casually listening to this for whatever, the face I can describe it would be paired with a noise like ooh, just a silly <laughs> oh kind of face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do your yeah. do your noise for the face. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me picture the face. Oh, neighbor needs to prep. <laughs> he's a, he's an actor, everyone. Whoa! <laughs> that is no different to mine, but with a bit more zest. Yeah, well, I performed it. I, uh, do you know what? I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, that happens, and then yeah. um, the doctor and Martha, uh, they wake up, um, and they go and they go and check out the the. Uh, I don't have any notes for this, but they go and speak to like the architect guy. No, yeah, I have no notes for this either. But I do have a note that says "Nighty Night Shakespeare," which is just a funny line. Yeah. I think <laughs> just the way it's just the way it's said from just this very passive "Nighty oh, Night Shakespeare" sort of thing. Yeah, just ugh. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, bit of fun. But yeah, they go to Bedlam, um, which is Bethlehem Hospital, mm-hmm. um, and then go to seek out the architect. They all have a good bit of a shout at. Um, Know, the guy who I, I hesitate to call him a doctor because all he does is whip people. Yeah, um, just walks around and is like, "Is something wrong?" And they're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Well, fuck off then." <laughs> <laughs> all right, lock yourself up. Off you go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me go in and make him decent for the lady. I'm like, why is he sitting there naked, man? <laughs> why is that his recreational state? <laughs> but then there's just more talk of like Shakespeare being like, "Ah, tell me of Fredonia where." Women can be doctors and all this sort of stuff. And it's yeah, good Sha- bit of fun. Shakespeare has two modes in this episode yeah. past the introduction scene. That the first mode is being <laughs> like in a way that can only be described as affectionately racist to Martha. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the other one is basically the writer hitting the button of basically, oh, that sounds pretty good. I should steal that for my writing. Oh. <laughs> over and fucking over and uh, it's the joke that you not never like that? ended did you not like that I, did, I, I liked it for stuff. the first maybe three goes yeah and then it carried on and then it carried on to like stuff that weren't even like the doctor would be like achoo I sneezed and he'd be like that's pretty good that achoo I should write that down like, no you shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he did not to that effect but like it was just it was <laughs> the doctor would say anything and he's like hmm yeah, you would say specifically like quotes from like literature <laughs> and stuff, and then he'd be like, "Ah, oh, I like that. I just, I don't like that Shakespeare. All right, I won't be enough. stealing that one." <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, anyway, they go and um, they go and they, that was the architect. He like says the witches made me build it that way or whatever. Ah, oh, I don't care. All sorts of witchcraft nonsense <laughs> happens. I, I, Eyes were glazing over, if I'm being honest with you. This, this, this is like scene. the most tiresome scene, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I don't care about any of this. <laughs> a witch shows up, and then the doctor's like, oh, you're a witch, and then she burns or whatever. Who cares? Um, it's the power of a after... name, Nathan. But conveniently, he works only once. <laughs> He's 
True. Um, what what happens after? Where's the good stuff, if there is any? Um, We've been recording for 52 minutes. Let's get through it. Yeah, let's true. All right, let's speed run this. Um, funny, obligatory 14, why does that ring a bell line? have to mention that now that he's the 14th Doctor. Wait, what? He walks into the he walks into the globe and he's like fourteen sides fourteen fourteen why does that ring a bell? Oh, oh I see. Your your okay. It doesn't get resolved and a lot of people yeah. have been like, oh, they planned it. They didn't. Um, no, they absolutely <laughs> did not. Um, Fifty seven academics just punched the air. That's a good bit of fun. That is, I like gay. that. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, good bit of fun. Um, though, yeah, there was one moment where fucking. The doctor goes to confront the the witch or whatever, and um, she tries to, she tries to name him. I think just like what happened in Bedlam, and it doesn't work on him. And it, oh, she does it to Martha. She's like, oh, I gaze upon this bag of bones, and I name thee Martha Jones. Uh, awful, but also great at the same time. It's like so bad, it's good. First of all, so cheesy, that weird. Yeah. yeah, very cheesy, very Doctor Who cheesy. But then, like they they're just like. Ah, uh, something, something, cold wind blows, I know you, because you love Rose, or whatever. And at this point, my eyes just fully rolled <laughs> in my head. And I was like, oh my god, I get it! Yeah. It's just like, fucking stop bringing her up, move on! And then, it, and then what, what bothers me more is the 10th Doctor's like, you shouldn't have said that name, because that's the name that keeps me fighting. And I'm like, he just, <laughs> he just knocked out your mate. <laughs> can that way exactly. keep you fighting <laughs> yeah oh, like I know I get it she's very important to him and she is a, a great character we love her a lot and yeah she is very important to him and he, and he recently lost her I get it but fucking can we let's just have a bit of like you know moving forward rather than just looking back at what we've lost yeah okay and let's let's focus we've got a great companion here let's celebrate and focus her rather than just constant been constantly being like oh i miss rose rose is it here it's it like retroactively it's a harder pill to swallow because we now know that martha's <clears> only <throat> there for one she's a one one and done companion she does come back in series four for a few episodes she, she yes. does but like ultimately her character is explored here Yes. And, like, I don't even care. If you want to bring up Rose, that's fine. Keep bringing up Rose, but don't do it at the expense of giving Martha something to do. Yeah, like, they literally true. knocked Martha out so that they could talk about yeah, Rose. exactly. <laughs> they literally just wrote her out of the scene, so... And then she wakes up can... when she leaves, and it's like, what's wrong? And the Doctor's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not good. Yeah, but a bit stupid and, and dumb. And also, like, yes, it's very telling to me that, like, they literally, no disrespect to this writer, but they chose this man to handle Shakespeare and he came up with Bones Rhymes with Jones. <laughs> Hello. Fine. Yeah, yeah, fine. I, I don't think I could do much better. No, be but I also you, don't but... get paid to write this episode, so. No, that's that's true. That's true. Anyway. And it's not disparage writers too much. Yeah, support the WGAs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the whole bit on it on our podcast recently. <laughs> so let's not just be like, oh, they don't deserve shit. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> as that line, as that like point was leaving my mouth, I was like, is it worth saying? And then I remembered that I liked the fact that I drew Shakespeare and Bones and Jones together. And I was like, I'll take the L for this one. I'm happy to say. <laughs> yeah. um, the the Carrier Knight oh. mothers, um, Mrs. Mrs. Blood fucking... Doom knob. Do not know the name. I've, I've, yeah. I've scrolled up on my notes. I'm not scrolling back. Yeah. 
I delete my notes as we go on. Um, no. They went from um, they went to the Ian McDermott School of Palpatine mm. acting. Um, What's this now? This What's is this? and this is no disrespect. They play their roles wonderfully. Yeah, as does, as Ian, does McDermott. Ian McDermott. Yeah. Um, Jinx, you owe me a soda. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I will. Um, a lot of neck movement and open mouth with a tongue that is just not still, but not moving uh, okay. and waggling. Yes, just yeah. kind of floating. <laughs> <laughs> That's sinister-ish. Yeah. So, it, I guess it gets the point across. One of them has an amazing witch voice, and the other one is just kind of doing a voice. But one of the them young is one tries to do the young one, Lilith, I think her name is. She also tries to do a witch voice occasionally. Like sometimes she'll be like, "Oh, hello, I'm Lilith. I'm talking normally." But sometimes I'm a little witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like sometimes she's she's like attractive, and then other times she's like, "I'm yeah. a gross old woman." <laughs> I'm ugly too. Yeah, yeah, I've got a big nose and whatever, like, <laughs> big prosthetic fake nose. Yeah. Um, What's going on with these characters? What are the Carrionites? Are they just like they're just aliens that are just basically witches, aren't they? So yeah. So some some are old, decrepit witch, ugly women. Yes. Some are ugly, not as old women that can turn into normal looking women. Yes. And some are big CGI birds. Yes. That also sound like women. <laughs> yes, and they use. Words instead of numbers or something. Yeah, where we, I think it's like described. I like that was something I found quite interesting. It's a pity that nothing came of it whatsoever. <laughs> it's like, as a society, we've explored maths, and funnily enough, this is Oppenheimer week, and he brings up the, you know, the splitting the atom and all of this. Oh my god, when you marry it, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> me and Oppenheimer. <laughs> I actually liked the movie. That <laughs> I have some issues with. It, don't worry. No, no. Um, but yeah, so I, I like Goes that concept. On a bit. I like the concept of like fucking. What did, what did you say? Goes on a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not here, Nathan. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, yeah, I like the concept of like we 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 explored maths, we explored numbers, and it led us to where yeah. we are. But I don't think that's true, though. Like, like yes, it's true that we explored the universe through maths, but. Because that's what the universe is, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's. I don't think it's like possible. Like, there's one planet that went. Ah, oh, no, we do everything with words because that's that's just not like. No, it, how it, it doesn't works. work like that. But I'm not a scientist. Like, I don't know. You'll have to. Catherine's a scientist. Ask Catherine. But like, <laughs> I don't know shit. All right. So like, maybe. But I don't think that's how it works. Catherine, so. this is an open call to you to tell <laughs> us, tweet us, Pl- let us know, message us, please. Please explain the science of the Carrionites to us. Yeah, and does the power of can. a word true, or does the power of a name truly hold this meat, this uh, this yeah. weight to it? If you could give us a scientific explanation of the power of a name, we'd, <laughs> scientific we'd really explanation is like I don't know, academically shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> and then we're at the the play. The play begins. Everyone's having a wicked fun time. Shakespeare yes. comes on, and he's like, "Stop the play!" And then the guy's like. He iggledy piggledy. He's had a beer or something. <laughs> <laughs> piggledy he's had a. <laughs> Lawrence once again trying to get his iggledy piggledy. <laughs> Biggly wiggly. He's had a, a glass of drink too big. He's had know. a beery weary. Yeah. <laughs> um, Horrendous. Anyway, yes, yeah, so they drag Shakespeare off. I quite like that because the first time we see him, he does bumble on stage like shut your mouth. 
So <laughs> yeah, um, I like that this time. Like he comes on stage and they're like, he's pissed again, man. He's had a few beers. <laughs> Just take him yeah. off. So the yeah the witches are clapping. Shakespeare's been sent off, um, and yeah, basically like the words create some sort of portal, and all the Carrionites come out, and they're all you know going around, flying, going ah ha ha ha, and whatever. Yeah, just doing general witchy nonsense. Yeah, none of them going anywhere, yeah. doing anything. They're all just like let's no. let's fly here for a bit. <laughs> we've <laughs> been free. We, yeah. We've been freed from like eternal imprisonment or whatever. But let's let's. Let's levitate here for just one more moment. We're big CGI birds, <laughs> so let's just let's just circle this room and just laugh yeah. and cackle for a little bit. Let's not get too far out of the globe. Yeah, because that's a good plan, plot. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yes, so Shakespeare has to save the day because he loves words or whatever. Um, and then he starts just monologuing, I guess. Doesn't really make any sense, does <laughs> it? says biggly wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say bickly wiggly enough of it. He waggles his finger and he goes, Iggledy, piggledy, get out of higgledy. He'd be instantly dead in this scenario. <laughs> I, I'd be fucked. Instantly vaporised. Oh. Um, no, he starts monologuing, just making up some bullshit on the spot. Um, and then he saves the day. Um, well, Martha gives him the suggestion to end it off with Expelliarmus. Um, and then they all shout it, and the day is saved. And then David Tennant says, "Good old J.K." Hasn't aged the best. No, it's it's not. Um, again, um, on Twitter we had some thoughts come in. Um, this is from uh talking pictures at talking pics pod uh on twitter um there's only so far writers can predict the future in a time travel show so i'm sure they assumed that good old jk which age relatively okay which is fair enough um can you think of other instances where doctor who has aged poorly in relation to our real world um yes the, look, the yeah. career and life of shane ward <laughs> Yeah, is Shane Ward ever get cancelled? I don't think so. Did no, he didn't, he didn't get cancelled, but like no, they were like, he's gonna have a million number ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I think most of it is casting and like John Barrowman. Yeah. They'd probably regret jo doing. Yeah, John Barrowman. Some not great stuff has surfaced. Noel Clark, obviously. Um, and then there was there's a writer who's just. Very much of the you know oh, the J.K. Is. Ilk, yeah. who's like one of her cronies. Um, he wrote the the Unicorn and the Wasp, I believe. Oh um, man, yeah. Um, so that's going to be a bit of a somber episode when we get to that. <laughs> I one. like that episode, man. Don't stop. <laughs> um, Can we take these works yeah. and just pretend they don't exist to them? <laughs> like... Well, that's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. It is. Yeah. Um, um, but but yeah, so good old J.K. It's it's very much 
Of course, they didn't know. JK wasn't as much of an absolute fuckhead as she is now back then. No, so. And to be fair, like up until like five years ago, yeah. no one could have predicted this. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a it was a pretty safe bet to to put JK. It was very much of Harry Potter was huge at the time as well. Yeah. The movies were still coming out, so it was a pretty much like a safe bet. Um now it's just kinda gross and kinda ruins it, really. But also there's there's an element of like not to be too serious and like things aging badly, like yeah, it will ruin like a short term enjoyment. And might like the con like the, the, the conflict resolution of this episode is kind of tarred with a gross brush now, mm. but at the same time it does mean that like as we go on and as the future <laughs> as the future happens to us in real time people are getting like worse but also called out for being worse yeah so there's an element yeah. of like i'm glad that we know what a tremendous piece of shit is so that we don't clap and applaud this episode i i take some solitude in the fact that you know in this episode it's david tennant who says good old jk there's not a fucking chance David Tennant would say that line today. Oh god, no. David Tennant is the fucking biggest fucking ally and supporter of like trans rights and all that sort of stuff. I believe him and Georgia, um, one of their kids is non-binary. I believe. I, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and and they are both like massive supporters of that of of you know uh, of um, transgender rights and all that sort of stuff. So so yeah, the David today would be like fuck no. Yeah. Like, not a chance. Yeah, not a chance in hell. Yeah. And like, unfortunately, it's a nature of time moving on and people revealing yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure it will happen again. Um, actually, going back to uh, we'll talk a bit just said in terms of like, you know, other characters and other stuff that pops up in Doctor Who. There is an episode focused around Winston Churchill, and they just like. And they're just like, oh, he's great. <laughs> and best man just, in the universe. Best man. <laughs> a lot of stuff is just glossed over. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get it. But like, I don't you know, know if that's aged as badly. I think that's just the production team not doing a good enough job acknowledging yeah, that's Yeah, just, that's just more British people being uncomfortable with calling out Churchill for the for the bad shit that he's done, really. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. But yeah, look into it if you don't know. Some pretty grim shit. I was about to um, like, excited. I can't think of many more, but excited to find more problematic instances along the road. <laughs> I'm I'm sure we will. I'm a hundred percent sure this is not the first time we'll we'll come across some this, some problematic shit. It's been going on. This show's been going on for too long to have a sparkly clean record now. Yeah. So uh, I dare to think diving into the depths of classico like oh, we'll fuck. find. Is Jimmy Savile an episode? Probably. Probably. Sounds like the kind of thing that he'd be weird in and want to do. Or he'd do some weird promo for her, at least. Yeah. Anyway. Yucky. Let's not think about that. Yeah. Um, That's the episode. You got any more comments? No, it's bad. No, no, I meant from people on Twitter. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah I thought you were like, no, our engagement's <laughs> shit, man. It's in the toilet. <laughs> no, I do, I do. So, obviously, the episode ends. The Qu- Queen Elizabeth shows up and she's like... Of course. Ah, Doctor, off with his head. Good bit of fun, I think. Yeah. Fun ending, fun little intrigue. Like, oh, what's this? What's happened there? Um, so we've got a few comments about this. Uh, first of all, uh, friend of the show, friend of ours, Scott, um, who who was at your wedding. Scott, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, know, I know people outside <laughs> of my wedding. <laughs> you always contextualise, like, were they a real friend if they weren't at the wedding? <laughs> well, i got to let people know. That's true. Um, Scott says... Um, 
uh, well, I said, like, any thoughts? And then Scott says, it's just that the ending still plays on my mind to this day. Like, what did the Doctor do? Unless I've got salad for brains, I don't think they revisit why the Queen is so mad at him. Uh, it is brought up. Again, Scott, you are a dumb cunt. <laughs> you do indeed have salad for brains, Scott. You have salad for brains, you idiot. No. Um, it's never, like, explicit. Well, kind of is explicitly mentioned. But, like... They hinted it quite a few times during the RTD era, but then it's like fully brought about in the 50th anniversary, just that the fact that Ten kind of had a bit of an affair with Queen Elizabeth and then just basically left her. Really. And called her like and then, a sucker alien and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he just, he, um, he, I was going to say something very not pleasant then, but there we go. Um, <laughs> and then... Um, worse than Gobby, surely. <laughs> I don't know if I've kept them in. <laughs> well, there's another bleep for you. Um, and then uh, David Smith at Bouncy David on Twitter says, I always liked the hanging thread of how the Doctor became the enemy of the Queen. Uh, set up in this episode that we don't find out the answer to until the 50th anniversary. I'd love to see a similar scenario, but a mess, uh, but a mess one Doctor creates is resolved by a different incarnation. That does kind of happen um, with, the, again, speaking of the 50th anniversary, like the stuff with the Zygons um, is like brought up in that, but then it's kind of dropped for like the, the Doctor and Gallifrey stuff, and then that thread isn't necessarily resolved until Peter Capaldi's run. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember. So, that. so yeah, that's that's the first one that comes to mind. I'm sure there might be others, but but yeah, definitely interesting to have like one Doctor start a problem and then have another resolve it. That's that's quite interesting. Um, the really. seventh Doctor has beef with the people that shot him. <laughs> that doesn't get resolved. Well, I, I don't <laughs> think he has beef with the people that shoot him because he just kind of gets shot and dies. So. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. Does, has that happened at any point? Is there anything that nine left undone for ten? Um, I'll tell you what, every single so. one of them fucks the, in the show before anyway. they regenerate and the next one has to deal with that. Alright, all right, let's just be clear for a moment. When you say fucked the TARDIS, <laughs> alright, do you mean like they like broke something? Yeah, or they, like... they started crashing. Okay. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone else was thinking what you were thinking. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I, have to, I have to check with you sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Any, anything else you... I think the, the Zygon thing is probably the most... Yeah, notable. that's that's the, the biggest one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's others, though. But hey. As we get to them, we will let you know. Um, I don't know if this counts, but maybe tenth Doctor and fourteenth Doctor. That that could. There's probably some in there. There's yeah, probably a, there's a Donna centric storyline there. Yeah. Well, there is. Well, yeah, well, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like in the sense of like maybe Donna will be in the episode. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Any more comments? No, that's it. That's everything. Then you know. What um. You must do. So if you wanna um. Get in on that. I'll I'll put up another post um next week, and if you want to, probably actually be if you listen to this on the day it comes out, it'll probably be up tomorrow, um or if you listen to this after, might be up now. Go check uh, at Still Got Legs Pod if you want to give us your thoughts on the next episode. So lovely stuff. There you go. I yes. love talking about weirdos, Nathan. I wish there was a theme song that would. There is. Oh, weirdo of the week. 
Hello and welcome to st- what? Um, this. <laughs> How this, tired are you? I'm very tired. I'm also hungry. Um, this is the part of the show where we get to take a look back and s- no, wait. What do I usually say? Uh, this is everyone's favorite segment yeah. of the show where we get the chance to take a look back and reflect on some of the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters who come across our screens each and every week. Lawrence, please tell who is your weirdo for this week while well, I still try to think of mine. Uh, two pleasant weirdos. For no, I often often I get reduced the weirdos to like sex criminals and, and proper creeps. Um, yes. This time, two relatable weirdos. Uh, you got two? I do. Well, they they, they share a scene, and the, the the scene is the weird aspect. Um, Can I have one of them? Sure. Do you know what? You, okay. you, you're tired. I'll let you in on this. One. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you tell me who they were. No. You must know, surely. <laughs> I mean, I do, but you just you. you I don't want to interrupt. Yeah. Please. Well, of course, that that would be rude. Um, so my weirdo is the one on the left of the two actors um, <laughs> uh, that get given their script, and I just enjoy. Um, I feel like this is quite relatable. We went to uni. We often were handed Shakespeare scenes. We had a whole module about doing a Shakespeare scene that we had to get through. Yeah. Um, and I can relate very much to being given a scene, reading it, and being like, "What the fuck's this about?" <laughs> and like, yeah. and like, I. I, all I got to, I, there was a scene I specifically did. I, I, it was measure for measure, and I got, it was like a big wordy scene, mm. and yeah. I didn't understand a single thing I was saying. But the director came over to me and was like, "This, you're being vindictive and angry," and I was like, "That's all I need, boss. <laughs> Take it away." <laughs> oh, I, that was such a big like module as well. And now I could not even tell you what fucking play my, uh, my scene was from. Uh, do you remember like what you were doing in it? No, I remember I did it with Kendall. Um, other than that, no. Good. <laughs> so, but when I figure out what Shakespeare play Kendall might have been doing, <laughs> we'll get on this. Um, no, but I just I I I sympathise with two actors being handed material. They're they're on like a break and they've been given a script. Yeah. And they go, oh, fuck's this? I don't know. At least I get to say it into the middle of the thing and be. Done. They've also got. A, they also get it like the day of the show as well. Yeah, and they've got to. They've got to learn it by the night, I guess. Like like the whole thing. Yeah. Oh no, that's... but maybe it was just the whole. Maybe they'd been rehearsing the whole play because it was scheduled for the next week, and they just had to. It was that last scene they hadn't got nailed down. Yeah, maybe. But still, it's a whole scene though. Yeah, I mean, it took me like two months to learn mine. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm not paid the big bucks at the Globe, am I? Sorry for the man himself. I don't think they were, to be fair. Um, no, I'll I'll have my own. So I'll 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 take Shakespeare for my weirdo, just because he's just a fucking. He's they gave him like seven personalities at once. Yeah, really. Yeah, for sure. Like he was a bit of a horny creep. He was a uh, kind of autistic genius. He was just every a kind of like observer. um they just like kind of forced too much into him i think and it it kind of resulted in this bit of a mess is it accurate probably not he's hot though so who cares i guess Um, an extremely weird choice to portray shakespeare as an incoherent racist (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, was was uh, he was earns, Shakespeare? He does, the, he does the sequel thing. He earns his titular ruffles for the next Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, they gave they gave him the the little Marvel <laughs> little nod thing or whatever. It's like when Wolverine needs to put on like a yellow top or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, wow, this is stupid. Yeah. I'll wear it in the sequel instead. I think. <laughs> <laughs> or was it in? in um, have you seen Uncharted? No. Mark Wahlberg at the end and like the, the post credit scene like Nathan Drake is like what is that on your lip and he's like it's Sully's moustache from the games <laughs> I am now sporting a moustache for the next film is that what he said? no obviously not oh okay <laughs> um, I, mean, I could be I haven't seen it um, so there we go so that is everything I believe yeah um, excited for next yeah. week uh, yes, yeah, should be. Oh, some of next week. Oh no, no, it's not gonna be that. It's just we gotta get back into face of bow talk, don't we? Oh yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but but yeah, um, next week should be a lot of fun. These podcast episodes again. I thought this would be short, a breezy one, but like because we're fucking talking about one that's not that great, but somehow. It's been almost an hour and 20 minutes. We have gotten good at the art of stretching nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that's good. But <laughs> it's good for podcasts. Long form content. Let, let us know, should these be shorter? Should they be longer? What is Probably your ideal longer. length? Tell us to the minute. I think around about an hour is... Tell us to the minute and every week Anytime... will someone's length. <laughs> Anytime I see my little timer get over an hour, I start to like... Oh, feel uneasy. Like we should be, we should be wrapping this up. I get visibly um, uncomfortable at the amount of editing I'm looking at doing. <laughs> yes. Oh god. Well, you're not editing this. I am. It's true. Um, <laughs> Tell it to my one last week that went for like an hour and forty minutes. <laughs> anyway, speaking of wrapping this up, uh, what I will say is that if you have enjoyed this every single, oh, fuck it, right. Anyway, speaking of wrapping this up, what I will say is that. Uh, why am I fucking this? Well, are you okay? Are you having a stroke? No, I'm not. I just keep tripping up over the same bit. Right. If you've enjoyed listening to this, uh, episodes of this show, new episodes of this show, come out every single Monday at 10am. Uh, you can give us a little follow. We are at Still Got Legs Pod. We are on threads. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram, but we're not really on Instagram, so you may as well not follow us there. But follow us on threads or Twitter or X or whatever the fuck Elon Musk decides it is next week. Um, and what, depending on what explicit name he chooses for a, for a site of social media uh, give us a little follow there you can also give the show a little review share it out with your mates uh, we've been having a good time we're, we're into season 3 now uh, you can't um, just just on the reviews do it on your your app of choice mm. just uh, go on there give us a little review write 5 stars or more we don't want anything less than 5 stars and I have noticed a few more have popped up recently on there so a very very kind thank you for anyone who has done that really appreciate it um and uh, on both podcasts that right, is right um, so we'll, we'll we'll have a little read we'll stroke our egos well maybe well not on the pod because like we'll run out very quickly no, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> no but we'll read them to ourselves and we'll get, read them and to get ourselves quite chuffed yeah yeah, we'll, we'll have a FaceTime call and talk about how good people think we are. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, uh, and speaking of our other podcast, we have another podcast. It's called Another Happy Pod. Comes out every Friday at ten a.m. Uh, this 
most recent episode was all about Barbie. Um, so go listen to that if you want to have a good, fun time. We got our resident girl on. Uh, so. <laughs> we got our resident girl to talk about the girl movie. <laughs> No, jokes aside, it's a very nice conversation, mm. I think. Uh, and yes. I had a lot of fun talking about it, and it's a good movie, so go see it if you haven't seen it. Uh, and hey, maybe you'll learn something, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, no, I was going to say, even if you can get tickets to see it, because apparently it's like sold out fucking everywhere right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Doing numbers. Movies are back, not baby. Like, not like Oppenheimer, which I heard... Is bombing. Hey! Oh, you said the bomb thing. Hey! Now I am I become flop. Now I am become destroyer of box office. Now I am become death. <laughs> Fucking scared me then. I didn't know what That's you were That's what you doing. said, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, bye everyone. Sorry this went on for a while. Oh, is that it? Yeah. We always like to end these. All right. In general. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs>